Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Friday the 13th episode of the 1871 podcast. Just to let you know, our guest tomorrow is Andy Halls, the journalist from the Sun newspaper, who's also a Reading fan. That's available from 10am tomorrow. Then on Sunday, we're choosing our greatest Reading manager from the last 50 years. Quite a few choices to go from there. And that's available from 10am on Sunday. Now, today's guests are a local band. Um, we have Ollie and Mark from The Mirror Pictures. Uh, welcome, lads. Hello. Hi, are you all right? Hello. Yeah, all good. Good to be here. Now, I gather, Ollie, that you are a season ticket holder. And Mark, yep. is this correct that you used to play for Reading Under 12s? Yeah, I did, yeah. Reading Under 12s um, many, many years ago with um, David Downs and I think it was Mike Cutbush. Wow. Um, and as, where as, did your career man- end up? As the managers. Um, well, I, I kind of, um, I was very good at football from the age of about six till up to really about 13, 14. Um, I also played for Berkshire Boys as well, um, which was nice. We ended up, we flew, I think, I think it was to Jersey or something for a good football tournament. Um, but yeah, played for Reading Boys. Um, unfortunately for me, um, as soon as I fell in love with rock and roll music around about the age of 14, my uh, football career went drastically downhill quite quickly. Um, as soon as I started listening to, you know, bands... Uh, like Oasis and the Sex Pistols, um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, my skills. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's life. Yeah, but but no, but they were yeah, they were, they were good days. Yeah, playing for for Reading boys. Yeah, on the left on the left wing, always uh, skinning skinning them alive, as they used to say. <laughs> There's always time for a comeback. Uh, how, how, you know, yeah, you never know. Uh, support, supporting Reading. How long have you guys been been following? Uh, well, me, I'm 42 years old now, so I've I've been. Supporting Supporting them since I, was pro- I probably went to watch Reading the first game. I used to go to Elm Park, um, you know, from the 1980s. Wow. So I'd, I would have been supporting them since, you know, I mean, my my earliest memories of watching Reading are, you know, Michael Jilks running running down the wing, you know, um, you know that that kind of era, and then, and then going through, you know, to when we I remember uh, when 
like Mark McGee took took over as manager and you know soon after that getting in the Premier League um so yeah lot, lots of old old memories particularly of um yeah Elm, Elm Park days um from when I when I was younger yeah and Ollie what about you yeah you're a bit uh, younger than us mate uh, just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no I think I've been going about 12 years now um I used to support Chelsea because my granddad was from there. And then uh, my first game was Reading versus Chelsea. And then I thought, you know, Reading are all right. And since then, <laughs> I've had a season ticket. So, so yeah, Ollie's only, Ollie's only 20 years old, by the way. So, so yeah, you've been going for yeah, since I was a number of your sh- years eight, of your short life. Yeah. Fair play to you. Now, on to the music side. Um, I've been following you guys for a while. Tell us a bit more about the band, how you started, about the, uh, your musical kind of heroes and yeah. uh okay well I, I've, I've kind of been playing in bands since i was a teenager um i was in a in a punk band uh, called the pinups uh we started in about 1996 and it was during the brit pop era and we signed a like a record deal with steve lamack and deceptive records and then i went on to do some other other bands and then it was only about probably about four or five years ago, um, a friend of ours who's now the band manager who used to play music with me said, oh, you know, we should start doing some music again, um, play some of the old songs, this kind of thing, just, just for something to do. Um, and then we started playing some of the old songs, but we found it a bit, a bit boring. So we, st- I, we started writing completely new material, um, which is all the songs now that we've got with the mirror pictures. Um, and it's yeah, it's just quite, it started from something just as a bit of a joke, something to do. Um, yeah, and the band the band lineups changed a bit. Ollie's Ollie's joined on drums. I uh, joined about six six months ago. The uh, young whiz kid um, <laughs> drums. The the, that was band, the average age of the team. Yeah, yeah, that's my only. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's a bit. You've got you've, you've got. To, yeah, the team's got. You know, there's there's got to be changes made every now and again. And the the guitarist uh, Dan, he are you used to play music with him when I was about sort of 16 years old and he was 14 actually he's um he's the guitarist we won't talk about him though because he's a Crystal Palace fan so uh he's uh he's, he's, he's he hasn't been invited to this uh, um yeah and then uh Tom on the Tom on the bass uh, um I've known him for years so yeah we yeah we just write music obviously our big song that you've probably heard about is Robin Friday um you know, just been writing songs, playing gigs, and released our album, and taking it from there, really. And I, I remember, you know, during the lockdown times, um, Robin Friday was being played at halftime there during the games. How was that for you, as, as running fans and musicians, to hear that? Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I remember the first time, the first time I think it was ever played at Reading. My a couple of my friends were at the stadium and they sort of rang me up and they said, "Oh, like it's been played at Reading." And I was, I was, I was, I was like, probably yeah, one of the happiest moments of my life. It was sort of you know when you sort of uh, God, you know, we wrote that song and now it's being played at the stadium. It was, yeah, I was, I was like absolutely over the moon. And then uh, when I went to the, I went to the stadium probably uh, a month or two later and heard it, and it was particularly after I had a couple of beers. Um, it was it was like yeah it was it was a really 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 nice good good feeling 
to feel, uh, you know, like your music's been appreciated and especially being played at your, you know, the football team you support and where you're from. Yeah, wonderful. And Ollie, do you know, would you remember or heard of Robin Friday before being in the band? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was, when I joined Mirror Pictures, I just left another band, um, found them and, you know, joined them. And then when I was listening to their music, Robin Friday came up and I thought, I'm sure I know this song. And then, yeah, I went to the next Reading game. I was like, that's where I know it from. It was, yeah, being played at half time, And, yeah, it was pretty mental, to be honest. And now every time it comes on in the stadium, everyone's like, oh, do you know how to play this? You know how to play this on the drums? Yeah, but, so, yeah, it's pretty mad. And if, uh, do we, can we get a quick uh, rendition? You've had Heaven 17 on here, um, Martin Ware singing. You've had me and Mark having a very poor attempt at singing. No, no pressure. Get now, my guitar out if you want. Go for it. Do you want me to get my guitar? Yeah, and air drums as well from Ollie. <laughs> Do you want me to get my guitar quickly? Go on, go on. You're dying to. Just in the corner of the room. I'll ask Ollie a couple of questions. I'll just yeah. get it quickly. 30 seconds. But, okay. <laughs> now, I reckon he was preparing for this, don't you, Ollie? Oh, yeah. He's definitely warmed up a bit. <laughs> Stretch the vocal cords. You know, been playing some guitar solos. So who's your who's your musical heroes and Ollie? I mean, obviously you're a different era than. Yeah, um, to be honest, I like a lot of a lot of music with um, Travis Barker in. You know, famous drummer, punk, yeah. mainly punk, um, but also a bit of like indie and rock throughout. You know, I don't know, just a lot. I have a lot of influences musically. You know. And, and do you get a big say in, in what goes on, you know, no. side of music? <laughs> <laughs> no, Not I, yet. I, maybe. maybe. I'm sure you will like, do soon, Ollie. Give it, yeah, give it another been, year. I've been able to, you know, add some of my creative flair onto some of the songs, which is nice, especially some of the newer ones. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, mainly sit at the back and make the noise, you know. <laughs> and just before you, you start... Uh, the, the song that Mirror Pictures where'd you get the name from how did that come about what was it? Um, that was mainly from I remember seeing lots of people t- taking photos of themselves in front of the mirror um, I just remember looking at it thinking it was kind of a bit vain and a bit a bit strange you know but I'm sure we've all done it you know particularly saw a few photos won't say who it wasn't me people with their tops off you know sort of trying to look like they've been down and the gym for the last uh, six months and some training course. And I remember thinking, God, there's so many people just looking, standing in front of the mirror, looking in the mirror and taking a, you know, a mirror, a mirror picture. And I just thought, yeah, I just thought there was something that said something about the world, sort of where we're, where we're at now. Um, you know, sort of the mirror pictures, I kind of thought it sort of said something about today and sort of, yeah. You know, but we don't stand in front of mirrors naked or anything like that. <laughs> no, definitely I, I'm not. Glad, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> that's, that's an image we kind of get out of our heads very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you ready to uh, give us a, a quick performance? Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah. So this is. I'll give you. I'll do. You know, a, a verse and a chorus for you. Hope he's out of tune. Going down the bookies with my wages, gonna pick me a winner. Watching the football on the TV while I eat my dinner. Every time I look in the 
Mirror, my hair's getting thinner. Going down the disco tonight, gonna get me a chick. She thinks I'm fit. As soon as I walk through the door, I start feeling sick. I can't help it. I'm gonna drink till I drop, cause I never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever gonna stop. Two, three, four, only one, number one. Robin Friday, only one, number one. Robin Friday, only one, number one. Robin Friday, only one, number one. Every time he gets the ball, gonna score a goal. Only one, number one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Now that's that song going. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I hope you can hear it, okay? (laughs) That's brilliant. Would you, Mark, would you you, you have seen Robin Friday play or are you a bit too young? No, no. I think he, when was he? He was like early 70s. So I, yeah, never seen. Yeah. I wasn't there, or I don't think there's any footage of him sort of playing, is there really? From there's a few clips flying around, and, and we've been doing on the, the podcast, we've been voting for our uh, best ever Reading team over the, the last 50 years. And uh, Robin got in um, as, as one of our strikers there, um, absolutely class player. I think Mark might have seen play, I think. Um, I didn't have the pleasure to see, but my dad, my brothers did. Um, absolute legend, and I think yeah, that song is a classic for Reading fans. Yeah, no, thank you. What did your What did your um your family who who saw him play? What what like what did they say about him when he was sort of playing? What you know? What it, was he was just class. My dad came home with one of his socks after a night out from the beer with him. It sort of sums him up, really. Um, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's just one of those characters that I think everyone just wanted to be around. And uh, but from what you know, from what people have said. He was playing uh, unbelievable talent and could have played and should have played at probably a higher level, but um, probably lifestyle choices um, impacted on And we had a guy called Stuart Kane on here uh, who, did, who wrote two books um, about Robin's career. Um, definitely worth having a read. Gives you a real kind of uh, understanding of who the man was and his background. Um, but yeah, so... Now, one of the other iconic things that you've done in Reading is you played the Purple Turtle. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, over the years, I've played there quite a few times. The, the last time we played there was... Um, when was it, Ollie? Was that, um, that was probably about three, three or four months ago? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was the last time we played there was about four months ago. Three, four months ago, those... I'd say that was probably up there, possibly, possibly our best gig, because with yeah. the, our first, our first gig with the new lineup, um, and it was, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was raw because we hadn't rehearsed sort of too much, but it was, it was very raw and it, it had the, you know, right sort of had a bit of attitude about it, and uh, I think sometimes when you play like you're on the edge of your seat a bit, it makes the audience feel yeah. a, a bit like that. So um, being not over rehearsed, I think is sometimes a, a good a good thing but no so it's, it's a great venue as well it's uh you know like you say yeah it's a bit of a legendary um legendary place we're actually playing tomorrow as well we're playing at the oakford social club um okay. actually it's not tomorrow you might have to uh 
Wrong week. Mix up. Wrong it, week. It happens Sorry. on this program. We get all our dates up. It happens, Ollie, when you get old, mate. Like, you get things like <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got the week, the weeks wrong there. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> as, as, as the, go, yeah. yeah, as for the purple turtle, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, great. Uh, far too many uh, late nights in there, waking up the next day thinking, uh, oh dear, what have I done? <laughs> what about you, Ollie? Have you been a purple turtle regular? Is that one uh, of your haunts? That was my first at the purple turtle. Um, oh, well, there you go. But I have got a showcase with another band at the Purple Turtle. Um, and that's for Ready Pop Festival. So that'll be good fun. Hopefully get back there more often as well. Brilliant. I think you're a bit, too, you're... Bit, bit too young, aren't you, Ollie, to have had too many uh, nights yeah. out at Purple Turtle yeah, yeah, over yeah. the years? Yeah, just the one. And also the other, legendary, the other legendary club we played at quite a lot in Reading is the After Dark Club. I don't know if you've heard oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've... I think Mark would have probably heard of that one. I've I've lived in Reading for a long time. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Yeah, no, we play, played there um, a few times, but yeah, great, great nightclub. It's a shame. I think it, it's, I think it's kind of closed down now, unfortunately. But that, yeah, that place, the After Dark Club, particularly a legendary nightclub and venue for for Reading over the years. I just actually realised, I think we're going to get a bit confused though, because today's Friday the 13th, obviously, you know, a bit of a horror day. So have you got, I'm just thinking ahead, have you got any gigs coming up down the line or also, you know, uh, singles coming out? Yeah, so we've got our, our next single uh, um, is called Vaccine Gene. Um, it's basically a, a bit of a sort of a psychedelic tongue-in-cheek um, indie sort of song um it's i actually wrote it about a friend of mine as a a bit of a joke but then it turned out to be a a, an exceptionally good sort of interesting the lyrics are very interesting is um one of my friends was um desperate he was saying there's absolutely no chance on earth he's going to get the vaccine no matter what no matter what this was about a year a year and a half ago he said no chance i will never get the vaccine and then Eventually, I was kind of teasing him a bit. I was saying, well, you, if you don't do it, you're going to have men in white cloaks coming through your front door. And they're going to be holding you down on the floor and putting it in your arm. And then the, uh, the kind of the song sort of went, went, on, went on from there as a kind of, yes, yeah, it's, it's a kind of fun, funny song. Um, but yeah, that should be, Ollie, you've just finished doing the drums today, haven't you, for it? Yeah, yeah. Drums have just been recorded. Good lad. So, um... Hopefully we'll get the bass on it next and get it sounding good. Yeah. So what, what we've been doing with this one, we've been um, we kind of been sending it around to the different band members to do their parts. And then you yeah. can kind of do it at home and send it around, which I think a lot of sort of bands have been doing that, particularly over the sort of the when we, you know, we had the the lockdown and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and kind of got Jesus used to changed it. But lot, yeah, that it? should be out. Yeah, it has, yeah. The old days of okay. going in somebody's garage and having a, having a thrash around. It seems to be, it must be a, a old school or something. 
that, yeah, that that has, yeah, it's it's. But also, I think we might end up doing some live takes as well. So I think that'd be interesting to to get that. But yeah, that's the single should be out. I'd imagine we'll probably finish sort of recording and mixing it in the next month. So I'd imagine that should be out in about two months' time. So um, it'll be on be online and uh, yeah. So I, I think I think it'll be a really yeah. It's going to be a really really good song. Look forward to it. Ollie, come back, get back to the, uh, the football side of our podcast. Now, you're, uh, obviously, we'll start with the younger one first. Your, your memories of, of the Royals and, and your first memory and, and favourite players, favourite moments. Not that we've had many recently, but... <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> well, I remember the... Went to the playoff final against Swansea. That was, uh, that was my first experience of, uh, you know how it feels to be so close and then just, you know, be stuck in the championship again. But, um, and then getting the promotion, the champions, being the champions, that was, you know, it's probably be- the best memory I've got. Um, favourite player back then. I liked a bit of uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Ledgetwood. Yeah. He, he was a bit of a legend scoring that winner at Notting- against Nottingham Forest to put promote us. Um but more recent this season, I think you know Andy Yeardom and um, Josh Laurent definitely been the hardest workers for me. Um, unfortunately, I think well, yeah, McIntyre was out for the start of the season, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But again, hopefully he stays at the club and becomes a club legend. <laughs> Did a good start over the Easter weekend, didn't he? That was that was superb. Oh yeah, yeah, two goals in was it two games? Yeah, for a centre back. <laughs> yeah, not bad, is it? Yeah. Did no. you play yourself, Ollie? Were you much of a player? Um, I've played well. Yeah, through my youth, I was, you know, playing about thirteen years. Um, played for Yateley United. Oh. Um, still, still, still on the squad, um, but I haven't trained with them for a while because I've been busy with band stuff. Um, but hopefully next season I'll get back to it. Could have a good little team, Ollie. There, I reckon. Me, yeah. Me, me, and you. What position did you say you played, Ollie? Uh, forward, striker, or winger. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm a keeper. I don't, I'm not sure what Mark would be. If he'd probably be a central defender. So we could build our own player <laughs> side team, maybe. Well, I'll see. Dylan, we'll let Dylan have a game if, he, if he's available. We might put him on the bench, maybe. <laughs> What about you, Mark? What about your uh, your Reading memories? Um, like I said, for, for me, my my favourite memories are really from my from my childhood. Um, really, particularly um, sort of going to Elm Park uh, in the in the eighties through to, through to the sort of the, the late nineties, um, and, and even go, going up. I, I don't like I say one of my earliest memories is. Um, being in the Tilehurst end, God, it must have been, I'd imagine I was about, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And um, Michael Jilks running down the wing. And um, I think he put a cross in or something. I, I, I think someone headed it over the bar. But then because he was running so fast, he ran, he ran up to uh, where the fencing was back in those days. We were right at the front and he, he couldn't stop running. So he ran up and then ended up kind of, Coming right up to the to the fence bit and then kissing my brother on the cheek through the uh, <laughs> the, the little gap in the uh, 
gap in the fence. But yeah, it's all all that kind of stuff in in the nineties. I used to go all the time, and you know, players. I don't know, even like Mick Gooding and um, Ad Williams, and it was for me. It was all. Um, oh, who was the striker? The Irish lad who still plays now. Um, Shane Long. That's it. Yeah, all around that that era, yeah, is um is was was my sort of, you know, my my real sort of memories of um and I, every now and again I'm I'm not like Ollie I don't go all the time but I still try to go a few times every season, uh, when I when I can, um, so yeah, let's hope for let's hope for better things next next season. I'm banking on Paul Lintz getting us into the Premier League. Do you think he'll take the job or do you think he'll stay on? What do you think? Um, do you know, has he been offered the job, has he? Or It's been talked about that he's met with the owner and they're, they're in discussions. Yeah, I hope he gets it. I think he's done the job. He's kept kept us up. Um, I think I, hopefully he's the type of, play, um, type of manager that will get respect from the players. He's obviously played at a very high level, um, you know, for England. So... Yeah, I would say. Do you know what? Give him, give, give it. Yeah, give it a try. Give it, give it yeah. a whirl. I think, um, I think he could potentially do well. But you know, with management, it's always going to end badly. But <laughs> worth, worth a try. Worth a try. Could get something good out of him. I think. Yeah, he's done the job that he's, he's uh, came in to do, and he kept us up. What do you think, Absolutely, Holly? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a little bit sceptical. You know, I think he's still got a lot to prove. Um, He's done the job, as you say, um, but whether he can take us to the Premier League, not quite sure. I don't know. Maybe need someone a bit more established, you know, with a bigger team behind him. Yeah. And what do you make? What do you both make of the whole off the pitch? I mean, it's, as an anniversary season, it's been a nightmare, isn't it? To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it seems so. So we're, the club are currently in quite a lot of debt. This is the problem, isn't it? There's, there's. Um... And overspending on players and this, this kind of, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's, um, you know, hopefully it will be cleared up. We can, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know too much about. It. I just know that the club are, we're apparently in quite a lot of debt, aren't we? A bad financial situation. Well, the the owners have got a lot of money, but it's the football league rules that stipulate you know the um profit and sustainability that that's the problem for reading that they've been over the 39 million threshold over three years by and around 100 million but the owners have been throwing money at it and that's that's you know the, the the issue with football at the minute you know you've got teams that you know they get those parachute payments come down from the premier league like Bournemouth and fulham and they can got you know they can go straight back up with the money they've got and then the others are struggling but um yeah, it's 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 a very uh, difficult time, isn't it, for the club? Yeah, um, lots of players running out of contracts. Fingers, well. yeah. I think I think nine players, and I hope, yeah. hopefully by by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have a bit of clarity on who is the manager. Yeah, um, hopefully we can get what's some, going on. Hopefully we can get some good recruitment in the summer. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I think Paul Lintz has already kind of highlighted that, you know, the lack of scouts um, and direction. Um, you know, it's good that we've got, you know, some of, I think, you know, the older, you know, the old guard, like Noel Hunt's back involved with the club. Yeah. Um, people that identify, and I don't you know, I've heard some of the podcasts we've had 
a lot of guys like Simon Church, Brian McDermott, mm. Steve Koppel, all pretty much saying the same thing that, you know, the structure needs to be there that currently isn't, um, you know, and, and, you know, they know, they know football, they know, they know Reading, and it'd be great to get more of them involved. Yeah, yeah, especially I think Jem Karachan as well. Loved hearing some of his commentary on BBC Radio Berkshire. Um, what, what are the chance? What are the chances of Steve Coppel ever making a return? <laughs> he's, he's, he said to us, he's never actually retired. He just oh, right. retired him. That was his quote. <laughs> and he said, I think if you, if you go back to one of the podcasts, he actually said that uh, he was doing some charity golf day, and somebody came up to him and said, oh, "All right, Steve, I didn't realise you were still alive." <laughs> That's <laughs> That's how he is, um, you know, and his knowledge. I think he's, you know, he's had a thousand games of foot, you know, in football. Um, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't pursue the publicity or that, you know, people come to him. He's fine. But he's not, he's not ego driven at all. Um, you know, and same with Brian. Brian's very knowledgeable on on the game, um, and it just seems, you know, they, they they want to be involved in somehow. And you know, you know, obviously for you, Ollie is, you know, twenty, myself and Mark fifty. Mark Forty, we've got a different history of of, of uh, watching Reading, especially at Elm Park. Ollie, you, you've never seen witnessed Elm Park. No, unfortunately, missed not. out. Wish you I could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, did whatever happened? I was just thinking about old players I used to watch um, back at Elm Park. I, I remember um, for about maybe maybe just one season on the wing, the great winger uh, James Lambert. Just wondering whatever happened to him. Yeah, I he was uh, he was a class player, um, but I think he didn't really kind of go to the next level. That was a goal he scored against Forest that's still replayed mm. on from Sky, where he beat a few players and put it in. I heard at the time he became a postman after he left football. Um, we're actually trying to get him to come on one of the podcasts at some stage, which would be great. So if yeah, yeah listening to this. He's, Anyone knows where yeah, James he's, is? He's a bit of a bit of a legend, I think. I, I do remember watching him. He's very, very exciting, exciting player. Um, yeah. Back in the funny mention about Postman. Um, obviously, he did play for the club, didn't he? Neil Webb. Yeah, yeah, we've had Neil he, there. He lives as in well. Tulsa now. Often, often see him. I mean, what a player! What a player he was. Yeah. Um, yeah but he did play for Reading as well, didn't he? In the in the, the probably the night in early eighties. Yeah, he started off with Reading um, before his career took off. And again, Neil, if you're listening to this, please, if you want to come and join us for for, a, for an episode, you're more than welcome. Um, yeah, like I think you know you, you know some of the you know younger players that you know, you've seen Ollie, you know, the last few years have played for a club. Mm. Um, would, would you? Who would you class as your standout? Um, I think Femi Aziz has a lot of potential. Um, yeah. he's got a lot behind him Luke Southwood um, yeah he had a dip of form I think which is why they brought in Nyland um, but I think Southwood deserves another chance back in Nets um, who else have we seen thinking now this season um, revolving door isn't it this year yeah, he's playing, when I, I know when I went to a game um, this season Although I think Ollie mentioned that maybe his form hasn't been quite as good, was it? I thought Danny Drinkwater looked very good when I, I, can't, I was trying to think which game it was, but I thought when I saw him play, I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, he's. You could see he was a good, 
So every time he seemed to get the ball, he seemed to create a bit of space, seemed to sometimes have some, create a bit of time on the ball for himself. But like I say, I mean, that was only for one game. So Ollie might know better than me. What do you think of him, Ollie? He's, a, he's, a, he's like Marmite, isn't he? I think for any fans, you either love him or like... Yeah, it's really strange. At the start of the season, I, I thought he was really poor, to be honest. Um, you know, he couldn't string a pass together and I don't know what was going on, whether he wasn't fit or just wasn't match fit. Um, but no, towards the end of the season, he really picked up and, you know, was picking out passes, you know, 40-yard passes and, you know, helping the team go forward. Um, I think he's a bit of a leader as well. You yeah. see him shouting around to the players, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's got that bit of authority and, you know, he's a wise head. Yeah. Thought we need is and I think it was a year Dom got player of the season um, this year. What did you make of his season? Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he's he's one of the hardest workers. You know, whether it's a good game or a bad game. Um, what is going on? I've got a some Amazon thing. It must have picked up what I said. Um, but. Um, yeah, no, Yeardom, I think, you know, he's had a great season again. Last few years, you know, since he's joined, I think he's been a great addition. Um, you know, even in the tough times, he was coming out and facing the fans as well, yeah. which I think is why people love him. Um, but, yeah, no, this season, he's had a great season. He, I think he deserves player of the season. Yeah, puts his heart and soul into it. Yeah. We're just coming towards the end now, lads. I've just got one final question for you. As Reading fans, as musicians... Okay, you've got to pick one or the other. So, Reading to actually win a playoff final or for you to fill the Majeski Stadium for a live gig? Definitely, definitely the second one for me, <laughs> filling the stadium. <laughs> that, that would, uh, I know that's a bit selfish, but yeah, that, that's something I, I just couldn't. No, Ollie, uh, I... Ollie, this could be your place in the band gone here, mate. Yeah. You have to think of the answer for a It is a tough decision. <laughs> Tough decision, but I think we'll have plenty more chances to go to the Premier League. You know, we have to fill fill the stadium with fans listening to our music. Doesn't get much better. Yeah, and we'll, we'll and we'll, I'll tell you what we do. If that happens and we fill out the stadium with uh, with fans, we'll we'll dish out free booze for everyone. <laughs> right, you've heard that here. As well. It's another exclusive for our podcast, lads. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. It's, look, this has been absolutely brilliant having you on, hearing the music and talking footy as well. So, so thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank Cheers, you, Johnny. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And so, and now don't forget our guest tomorrow is Andy Hulls from The Sun, who is a Reading fan, and that's available from 10 a.m. Then on Sunday, we are choosing our greatest Reading manager for the last 50 years, and that's available from 10 on Sunday. So, as Mark says, come on, you ours. Thanks very much for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.